This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Welcome to sports on a Sunday morning. There's a swing and a long one. That's a goner for Bader. Touchdown, Kansas City. Johnson pops a three. Oh, the Bayou Billiken says I'm involved too. On America's Sports Choice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman with you. Oh, do we have a show today. Brian Kelly, hang out for just a minute. How you doing, BK? I doing well today? Doing okay, Tom. Not too bad at all. You know, I just wanted to say that what has been another very difficult week in the world and certainly in American history, um, I do appreciate the opportunity to do sports on a Sunday morning and, and just take people's minds off things for a little while. You know, I mean, don't you feel like, and I, you, you and I talked a little bit off the air, that right now you, we have a nice wide variety of sports that we can follow and hockey is to come and Kelly Chase is going to join us here after the break, uh, that it's nice to have the distraction. It really is. You can kind of take yourself away for a little while. And yesterday, I think you were watching a little golf and just sort of moving into that world. Watching golf from Hawaii in the middle of January <laughs> is, is pretty nice. Boy, the views were just gorgeous and some great shots. And, uh, yeah, that was a way to, to spend a winter's afternoon. No doubt about it. The NFL, pretty exciting yesterday, if you're into that kind of thing, and millions of people are, and the Buffalo Bills, everyone's trendy pick, held off the Colts 27-24. The second game of the day was also a good one. And, you know, you think about the AFC, what they have going on right now with the Bills being a real contender. I think that uh, in the NFC, you have some pretty good ones, and, and I didn't think the Seahawks were one of them. The Rams beat them 30-20. to 20. There's still, I think, a little Rams hate-watching going on, but not as much. I don't know that people care as much. I think that Torrey Holt uh, getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame is all that I care about. I hope that he does. That's my love for the Rams there. I know you don't like him, and you know what? They're going to have their day in court. So Yes, that'll, I, be, that'll be fun. I think that sort of, for me, kind of took the angst away. I'll just let it get hammered out in court and, and see how hammered they get. That third game, though, was pretty cool. I mean, the Washington football team gave Tom Brady and the Bucks all they could handle with Taylor Heineke. Who is he? He's the quarterback of Washington, first of all. He was also the backup quarterback for the Battlehawks. I mean, it just shows you that in sports, in this game, that if you keep at it, anything can happen, right, BK? And he comes out. He was on the team's practice squad a month ago. He comes out and 
starts a playoff game and, and darn near knocks off Tom Brady. I mean, it was really cool to see. That's a great story. And, you know, it's like the Kurt Warner story in a sense. You know, as long as you keep at it, a lot of times a player will get kind of pigeonholed. And, and so they're never really given the chance to show what they can do. And then when they get that chance, they got to step up and do it. And that's what happened yesterday. So that's really good to hear. Yeah, it's neat. Um, and tomorrow will be a nice distraction with Ohio State and Alabama going head-to-head in the national championship. I've got Bama winning this, but I think it'll be close. I think Ohio State's really good, so I think it'll be a tight game for sure. Coming up here, uh, Kelly Chase at 10-15, uh, you have a, a tape that we received, BK, from a listener told us about this. Jack Buck emceeing an Altoff High School benefit in 1983. Now, that's not anything new. Jack uh, hosted thousands of events, numerous events throughout each year to benefit area schools and charities. But this one, the guest speaker is Tommy Lasorda. And Tommy, uh, who recently passed away, and we're very sad about that, loved St. Louis. He had a very special relationship with us, especially with his legendary friendship with Charlie Gito. And it was at Gito's BK that they came up with the idea to have him speak at Altoff High School. So we're going to hear great just story. a little bit of that. Isn't that cool? You know, it doesn't get much better than Jack Buck and, and Tommy Lasorda. So sad when I heard that he passed away the other day. I know he's good friends with Charlie Brennan, too. He calls into his show or used to all the time. And and uh, Ron Jacober was talking about how when he was it Mike Claiborne were talking about the Aussie home run. And Lasorda <laughs> was listening and called in and gave him a whole bunch of trouble. And so, uh, yeah, Tommy Lasorda, he may have been a Dodger, but he certainly had a, a lot of uh, connections here in St. Louis and, and a lot of love from St. Louis. That shows you the power of KMOX right there when Lasorda's in the car <laughs> listening to, to KMOX. says, give me that number. What's that number to call in there? And he calls in and, and gives Jacoba a piece of his mind. I think that's awesome. And Jacoba loves telling that story. That's uh he was one of the great ambassadors of the game, there's no doubt. So this little clip we're going to play at 1030 I think will be very popular, and it's it's a long piece, so we're only going to play about eight minutes of it. It's Jack Buck introducing Tommy and then Tommy talking about Jack Buck. I think you'll really like the, the mutual respect between the two. 1045, Lisa Stone, the women's coach at SLU. They are practicing today, some of them, as they're starting to come out of COVID-19 protocols, so that's good. Uh, and then at 11.05, my garage happy hour with Doug Elgin with some surprise guests who crashed the party, Barry Henson and Mitch Holtis. What a great tribute to the outgoing commissioner of the Valley who has been so important to college sports. 11.30 today, John Mosellock returns to the show, the Cardinals president of baseball operations, as we try to see if some things can get going. Kyle Schwarber signed with the Nationals yesterday. 11.45, a little golf with Adam Betts of Family Golf Center. So a big, big show coming out of 2021 here, our second show of this calendar year, and we look forward to it. Brian, I appreciate the visit very much. Well, thank you, Tom, and uh, take our mind off of the world. Let's have some fun for a couple hours. We will do that. Kelly Chase, I can't think of anyone better to talk some hockey and have some fun at the same time. He is next on KMOX. It's sports on a Sunday morning. Back after this. From KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Tom Ackerman with you live here at 1016. And joining us is one of my favorite people, and that's Kelly Chase, the great tough guy for the Blues, one of the greatest ambassadors our franchise here has ever had. 
And good morning, Chaser. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. It's great to hear your voice, man. I'm doing great. Hey, I wanted to tell you that coming up here at 1030, I'm going to play a piece of uh, a a listener sent this in. So Tommy Lasorda, as you know, passed away a couple of days ago. And Jack Buck hosted a high school benefit in 1983 at Altoff High School. And Tommy Lasorda is the guest speaker. And it's no just way. classic. You know? Yeah. And I know I know that you would appreciate me saying that because I've heard you say time and again, best MC you ever saw was Jack Buck, wasn't he? No, no question. No question. And the best part about him is that he brought you on as like a speaker, a, a side note is what I would be in that in that uh, <laughs> category with him. He always made you feel like you were the most important person. I've said this before. He he always made you feel like, like if you were going to be first, he'd let he you know he would tell you, "All right, kid, we got to get out of here with a bang. You're going to be the go. You're going to start us off. You'll get us out to a start." Or you know, if you were in the middle, he'd say, "Hey, I'm going to put you in the middle because I'm going to need you to wake everyone up after Spoonhour speaks." You know, just <laughs> like he'd say something funny to make you feel like you were a part of it like important at that thing you know and and that's a real a real neat characteristic of a, of a leader yeah no doubt about it and you know you speak in front of people it's not not the easiest thing to do and he was able to just make everyone feel calm he just did it in such an amazing way i would watch him uh, write little notes down on a napkin and he would just look around and he always saved some good stuff he didn't burn all of his jokes in the beginning right i mean he'd keep that no, stuff he- going no, he was fantastic. He was fantastic. I remember uh, doing his event uh, at the MAC, and I may have got an award, uh, something. I don't know, remember why I was there, but I remember or I was handing out an award to somebody, maybe Mike Bedini maybe even. And uh, I remember uh, him talking about Ankeel and saying how, what a great young rookie he was. And he said, I asked him to sign some balls for me before the playoffs for some auctions. I didn't realize he was going to throw them up to me in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He said uh, in a year where... He was going to take a shot. Yeah, Keel couldn't hit the backstop, the poor guy. I felt so bad for him. And he'd come out and skate with us and everything. After that, I was like, oh, dude, I feel so bad for you. It's so... Oh, he had, he had a lot of singers for people. I remember Kurt Warner had a, a rough year or was having a, a tough time, and he said, Kurt Warner couldn't be here tonight. He's working on his tackling. Uh, the crowd just loved it. He... <laughs> oh, just awesome. Oh, man, I just yeah. love it. So we'll play a little piece of this. This is uh, Jack Buck and Tommy Lasorda. We'll play that at 1030. But in the meantime, before I ask you a few hockey questions, Chaser, what are you up to these days? Uh, everyone, I'm sure, is interested and, and loves hearing from you. Uh, same, same sort of thing. You know, still, like, a lot of stuff with the alumni right now because of a lot of the things that are going on, keeping keeping up the speed. with. had a one-hour conversation with Panger last night about about the team and just about what's going on and, you know, staying very close to the to the kind of the hockey world to keep in touch with it. And then, uh, you know, I've... I, I work for a company mostly in the summers that is based uh, out of Scottsdale and Beverly Hills in there, and they had me in Idaho at Coeur d'Alene at the Gaza Ranch Resort, and 
was awesome. And so I've been lucky. I've been able to do a little bit of everything, you know, and still keep my, uh, you know, look forward to getting back with the team and, and doing some stuff uh, with the alumni. It, it's just been, you know, this whole COVID has set us on our heels for a couple events that we had planned. But uh, Bruce and I are working on something right now to try and kind of get get in, in and amongst the community and and, uh, and and hopefully help out some people that are having a tough go here with the, you know, local businesses. Yeah, it's really something, and I appreciate all that you do. The alumni is incredible. Blues alumni, really. That whole group, the leadership all the way through the, the former players, just an amazing group of people. And, you know, many of you are responsible for the boom of youth hockey in this area. And uh, those kids have to be so inspired, Chaser, by what they saw at the World Juniors. You know? I mean, what a great win for the United States against Canada just to, to keep the momentum going here. The chaser's still there? No, we may have lost him. It's possible. Uh, Chaser, did you hear? uh, Oh, there you are. I think, sorry, did I lose you there for a second? Yeah, just for a sec, but yeah, you're back. Well, just saying, like, I think the alumni get a lot of credit for for the development of the hockey, and they should. I mean, but I also think there's a lot of people that do a lot of things kind of behind the scenes and and have grown in the game that, you know, that, that have been instrumental in the growth of St. Louis hockey. Um, you know, the game is growing in St. Louis, I think, um, which is a tough thing to do nowadays. i got to be honest with you. There's a lot of distractions. There are a lot of other options for people to spend their money on. So it's great that it's growing. I think the quality uh, of player at the top is diminished in St. Louis. Uh, they got spoiled, and then there's a lot of people that were around watching what happened with a lot of the kids uh, from about 88 to Brown's team there in, in the 98 era that, you know, say, oh, I, you know, handed them water on the bench one time, so I coached them, and then, you know, then I can do this and I can do that. And I, I laugh about it a little bit because now my, my kids are grown. I have one still playing, and I kind of sit back and watch. I, I think the development at the top level, there should still be only one AAA team in the, in the state. And it would it would lessen the costs, and people go, "Oh, do you mean you're not giving as many kids chances?" But the truth is, is I'm I'm kind of a realist when it comes to this. I think more and more kids should play. There should be more and more leagues for them, more and more options for them to play in three on three and four on four, and maybe even no contact. But the kids that want to be serious should all play together, and the best kids should play together. And I feel like that because knowing that there's only been seven. 1,620 guys play one game in the NHL over 100 and whatever it is, 14 years or 100 and however many years, that's a pretty small number. So let's be realistic at what our goals are for the kids and the top ones should play together. And then after that, you should enjoy the game and go out and have it and, and, and make it a, make it a place to, to meet people and to, to learn good values. And that's all of the things that we're trying to teach there with the kids and, and the alumni. And so for me, I love being at the rink watching good coaches, no matter who they are, teach kids integrity, opening doors for parents and taking their glove off when they shake hands. And I guess you can't do that right now, but all of the right things and saying please and thank you and their hats off the table. To me, that's, that's what hockey's about. And that's what was taught around here. And, and that's why the game is growing. 
Uh, so well said. Uh, the, the team is back together. The Blues are skating. Training camp is underway. you got a game on Wednesday at Colorado. Now, we won't really know until we see them against NHL competition, but it looks like a pretty darn good team, Chaser. Just your overall view of the Blues as we sit right now and what they did to build this team. Well, you know, Panger and I were talking about this last night. And, you know, they got five good lines when you look down on paper. So, you know, the defense to me is is uh, going to be great. I think there's going to be some different leadership roles on defense. It's going to be, but it's going to be, you know, it's intact. Uh, I think the forwards. I think Robbie Thomas is going to have an immense year. I think I'm really hoping that the kid, you know, really gets out as a leader, and he's done. He's done that. Is you know, he's won as well documented um, as a rookie at three levels, and good for him. You know, and and so I. I think you know you got him uh, playing with Hoffman and, and Schwartzy. You got you got Schenner on the wall, which he probably doesn't love, but he's going to score a bunch of goals. He's going to be, you know, playing with you know with Vladdy and, and and O'Reilly, and and then you know you start looking at the other lines and going, holy smokes, there's a key bunch of talent still out, still set up for these guys with Bozak and and Sanford and you know Sammy Oscar. You know, Oscar, you know, you get Oscar uh, Barczewski and, and uh, uh, I mean, Barbashev and uh, and Clifford running at you all game. It's going to become tiring, you know. So yeah. I like the team. I like the team. I think Army's done an unreal job again. He's got a guy that's probably one of the one of the elite goal scorers in the league on a PTO at camp. <laughs> Somebody's got to get credit for him. That's, that's genius. It is. And he's figuring out how to do a deal with him, you know. So, like. So if you're asking me where my money, I, I look. I think Colorado is going to be really good. I think Vegas is set up to be really good. But I'm telling you, if if you have a little bit of extra change, put it on the Blues. They're they're that. I love the team. I love yeah, what I, Army's done. I love the team, and I, and I and I, I think that that's going to be a big battle out here because St. Louis is still miserable to play against. No doubt. And last thing, you know, I really think it starts at the top, don't you? I mean, this ownership group, they're like, look. We're, we'll we'll spend the money. We're in. We're gonna we're gonna keep pushing the pedal down. Let's go get another one. You know, pretty amazing in a in a you know mid cap market. Um, the way that Tom and and a group have said that doesn't matter. This is this is a communal buy in from the city, and we're doing it. And so for that, I I commend them. And then you look at at, at what Doug Army and his team and Chopper, those guys have done. You know, in the scouting side of it, and then. And then, I, and then I haven't mentioned them, but like when you got coaches that just have the common sense is not all that common sometimes, and you have coaches with common sense, it's pretty it's pretty cool to listen to a guy. You know, well he wants to be you know on the power play a little more. They tell him to score when I'm when I put him out there. <laughs> yeah, right. Was that the end of the meeting? Yeah, that's the end of the meeting. Okay. Uh, you want more ice time? Play better. Oh, okay. And then. You get, hey, listen, you're going to be better served if you're in this role. And, you know, the biggest thing that's going to need to be, and it's, 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 it's learned, it's, it's, it's not something that you, it's taught, it's not something you just have. Like, you have it, but you also kind of hone it. And one of it is the ability to have leadership. And you've got guys that are going to step up and feel like they're in more control of the leadership standpoint, I believe now. Uh, but losing Bo Meester, Steiner, um, 
you know, Alex is gone, and, and you know, but when you lose those two old guys that really people leaned on to go, okay, I, I got to make sure I feel comfortable, you know, let me go ask so-and-so. I'm, I'm sure, I'm, I'm betting money, Alex Steen has probably been called upon uh, by every one of the players thus far to help them and ask them questions about the season. And he, and he, you know, he stayed away because he's, he wants to just have the time away and everything. But I guarantee you his phone's been buzzing because oh, they need that. They need that. You know, they, that's the one, that's the, the one thing where guys are going to have an opportunity to, to change the way they are looked at upon themselves because they, they can be, be those guys and fill those shoes. Because Bo Meester might have been quiet, but believe me, when people watch the effort and the ethics that he has in the gym and his, and his ability to, you know, be calm in front of cameras, when you watch that, it rubs off on guys all the time. And, and Jay Bo Meester was a leader, even though he was pretty much a silent leader. That's so. That's such a great point. And accountability, there's no doubt, it, it, it bleeds right through this team, and I, I cannot wait to see how this all works out. Chaser, it's great to talk to you again. Have a great Sunday. Appreciate you jumping on KMOX very much. See you at the rink. All right, buddy. Kelly Chase, great to hear from him, isn't it? It's 10.30, quick break. We'll come back and play that tape for you with Jack Buck and Tommy Lasorda. I think you'll like it from 1983. Back in a moment. KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning oh, yeah. on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman with you. So let me set this up before we play it. Uh, actually, this arrived uh, in our email box last night, and we've turned it around. I listened to a good portion of it, and I thought this was probably the best eight-minute stretch to play in a segment of the show. And it's 1983, it's Altoff Catholic High School, and it's a benefit dinner for the school. These happen all over the area, still do. And Jack Buck emceed so many of them and was so good at it. This time, his special guest is a friend of not only his, but also the school, and that would be Tommy Lasorda, who just passed away at the age of 93, one of the great people in sports. Without a doubt, uh, just one of the all-time great managers, but also great people in the game of baseball, died of a heart attack on Thursday in his home in the L.A. area. So we're remembering him as a great speaker and someone who absolutely had a special relationship with St. Louis, and it's displayed right here in this benefit. So just keep in mind here that this recording is from 1983, and it sounds like it was somebody in the crowd who was holding up a recorder to the speaker. So it's not going to be crystal clear. It's not a KMOX event. This is somebody in the crowd that recorded this. Perhaps Altoff High School recorded this themselves. I don't know. But we do have it. It's from 1983. And here is the Master of Ceremonies, Jack Buck. It's my pleasure to introduce our featured speaker here tonight. And as I said earlier, and I'll say with all the sincerity I can muster, a pleasure to share the evening with him as I have done a few times before. As a result of uh, my years in St. Louis, commencing in 1954, I have my favorites in St. Louis sports circles, and you can probably guess who they are. But Larry Wilson and Bob Pettit in the non-baseball world, Jim Hart, 
and I shouldn't start the list, it's uh, far from complete. And in baseball, Stan Musial, Red Shade needs Lou Brock, Bob Gibson. I want you to know that if Tom Lasorda had been a cardinal, you would have loved him as you love the people that I have just mentioned. And I want to be very uh, frank in my introduction of, of Tom and very candid. When you meet him up here, and he says, hi, how are you, and who shall I sign this for, and he's going to be a future Dodger, and uh, isn't baseball great, I want you to know that it is not an act. If it is an act, it is the longest running performance in the history of sports, because he has always been like that always putting the game out in front, never compromising about his love and affection for the Dodgers, even when he was a number nine pitcher on a ten-man staff. <laughs> and you people know of the recent accomplishments of the Dodgers. People talk about a baseball manager meeting the difference in 20 or 25 games. That's baloney, folks. I want to tell you something. If you don't have a manager who knows how to run that ship, and take care of the people on the team and deal with the front office as well as make the moves on the field. It's not 20 games. You're talking about half the schedule. And that's why we were so fortunate to have the services of Whitey Herzog a year ago because I don't think that any other manager in the game would have won what the Cardinals won in 1982. But I want you to know you to know that when you meet Tom Lasorda, as you will hear in a brief moment, that what you see and what you hear is exactly what the man is. One of the greatest ambassadors for the game of baseball that the game has ever known, a great friend of the bishop and now of Althoff, the Dodger manager, Tom Lasorda. nuns, and I see some future Dodgers out there. <laughs> so last summer, when the Dodgers were playing in St. Louis, I was having lunch at Charlie Cheetos with Bishop Worm and Bishop Caster. Bishop Worm looked at me and he said, Tommy, I've known you a long time. That every time I hear you talk, you talk about how proud you are to be an American. So every time I see you on television, you never fail to thank God and tell everybody how much you love this country. He said, you definitely believe in free speech, don't you? And I said, yes, I do, Bishop. He said, good, you're going to have to make one at Bishop Alton High School. <laughs> 
I want to take this opportunity before I begin to really express my sincere thanks to the people who made it possible for me to come here today. One of the executives are here. He brought me here, Mr. Chuck Head and Anheuser Busch. I really thank them for the opportunity. I have attended a lot of sports banquets all over America. And I want to tell you something. I've never heard any man that who can do the job is well, well equipped and witty. And I'll tell you something, I really enjoy this man. I think we all can give him a great round of applause. People may not be aware of this, but Jack Buck spent a lot of money on the horses. <laughs> Seriously, he did. And he lost a lot of money. I'm serious. One night, he went to bed, and he had a dream. He dreamt that he was flying in an airplane and rather than people sitting in the seats that were big hats, he dreamt that he was going down the street in a car. And rather than people walking on the sidewalk, there were big hats walking. He woke up and he'd broken out in a sweat. And he said to his lovely wife, Carol, he said, this has to be a message from God telling me something. He said, I got $4,000 left. He said, I'm going out to the track. And he said, if there's a horse running called hat, I've got to bet it. And his wife said, hey, with a dream like that, you have to do it. So he leaves the house. He comes back two hours later. He is destroyed. He's dejected. He wants to kill himself. And Carol said, what happened? He said, well, I went to the track. I bought a program. I looked in the program. He said, there wasn't a horse running called Hat. But in the fifth race, there was a horse running called Hat Rack. I figured this is it. You put the hat on the hat rack. So I bet the four grand on hat rack to win. He said, they come out of the gate, and at the first turn, hat rack is eight lengths out in front. He said, Carol, you know that diamond ring you wanted? He said, I knew today I was going to get it for you. He said, they came around the far turn. Hat rack is nine lengths in front. He said, you remember that big boat you wanted? I knew that I was going to get it for you today. He said, they came down the stretch got beat out at the wire by a horse, by a nose, that paid 50 to 1. And Carol said, what was the name of the horse that won? He said, a horse called Sombrero. <laughs> Absolutely awesome, isn't it? Wow. Uh, what a great one. That's uh, Tommy Lasorda with Jack Buck from 1983. It goes on and on like that. Uh, he just uh, joke after joke after joke. You talk about great timing. Just an amazing, like a stand-up comic, Tommy Lasorda. One of the great speakers. He gave all credit to Jack Buck, of course, and it was beautiful to hear the two with the, the mutual respect. But Tommy Lasorda was one of the all-time greats. 
at banquets, and he went to many of them, one after the other after the other, and did a lot in St. Louis. And not always was it known that he was well, all the stuff that he did in St. Louis. But, of course, as he mentioned in that uh, hilarious segment there, the relationship he had with Charlie Gito, their legendary friendship that carried them through many years. They met in the 70s. He always had a table reserved at Charlie's Restaurant and uh, a very special, special relationship with St. Louis. I, I, I can tell you that in, in the times that I did meet Mr. Lasorda, you really, truly felt like you were at that very moment the most important person in the room, and he treated you that way, looked in the eye, listened to what you had to say, had some sort of, tried to make some sort of connection with you. You know, if I was wearing a Camo X shirt, he would stop. Camo X, how's everybody there? Boy, I love that radio station. Jack Buck, Cardinals, blah, blah, blah. I mean, just um, can't even imagine what it would have been like to be that close of a friendship with Mr. Lasorda, like Mr. Buck had, like so many here in St. Louis, I know felt connected with him and like Mr. Gito had uh, just, uh, and that's not to mention his ability. You know, we all talk about him, the man, but his ability as a manager, this guy won, uh, he won championships. And uh, of course we know about the, the, the time that they lost in 85 to the Cardinals and he ended up pitching to Jack Clark and, and he still uh, was teased about that through the years, but he won. And he won big, and he won three years after that, won the World Series in 1988 with making the right call with Kirk Gibson batting at the end of game one. So what a man. We'll take a break. When we come back, Lisa Stone, the women's coach at SLU on KMOX. From KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning. America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back, Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX, and uh, this has been a fun show so far, and it's great to be joined. You know, usually in this slot, we talk St. Louis University basketball at 1045 and all things SLU Athletics. Last week, we had a great opportunity to catch up with our friend Chris May, the athletic director at SLU, and he always has good things to say about our next guest, and that is women's basketball coach Lisa Stone. Coach Stone, thank you for taking the time this morning for joining us on KMOX. Hey, it's my pleasure, Tom. Thanks for having me. It's great to hear your voice and to be able to chat with you, and I'm sorry that you've had to go through all this. This is the third time that you've had to pause team activities. However, I understand that we got a little practice going on today. We are practicing. We have six players right now that have resumed practice. Uh, The rest of the gang will be back here on Wednesday, uh, and then we'll have a couple days of practice with the whole team before we play Davidson. But the ones that are here are getting a lot of extra work in, um, getting in prime condition and and prime shape, and uh, we'll be ready to go. We cannot wait to get back on the court. We've had, obviously, some just bad, bad luck with this um, uh, pandemic and trying to play in a global pandemic, but... uh, I love our kids. Uh, We're doing our very, very best, and we can't wait to get out there and get on the court again. I know it, and uh, I'm excited because I'm going to be part of that. I'm actually going to call that game on KMOX Saturday at noon against Davidson. Let's all keep our fingers crossed so we can get there. It really is like that, isn't it? It's just a day-to-day thing here You just uh, with everybody, with every sport, with everything in life, right? It really is. I mean, from, well, sports or non-sports, it's just a – it's tricky, and uh, we're doing our very best. And, and uh, again, I, 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 I love this team, and it's the best staff and best team I've had, and I can't wait for people to see us play. So 
um, the dear Lord's watching over us, and, and we're going to do our very, very best to get down on the court and, and demonstrate what we have. You know, we, we're coming off two days of practice with a majority of the players, but uh, the ones that are here are getting extra conditioning. They may have to carry the load for a little bit. But, uh, again, I, I believe in this group, and uh, I trust them, and I love them, and I can't wait to, again, play Davidson uh, in a little less than a week now. Yeah, and I can't wait to call that game for you here on KMOX. It's going to be fun. We do have a couple of wins in the books for the Billikens. You beat Memphis uh, in overtime, 82-74, back on December 4th. And then a couple of days later, you beat Bradley, 69-54, handled them. So you're sitting here with a record of 2-0, and but you had to postpone so many games. What uh, What is the, the biggest challenge, I guess, having not played a game in a little over a month? How do you get yourself game ready? Well, the, the hunger and desire um, is there. And the mental health issue has been something that we've really, really talked a lot about and kept these kids uh, together and uh, working through it. Because it's hard when someone's taken away from you and it's what you love to do. But uh, this group has maintained connection on a daily basis. We have uh, stayed in great shape through the quarantines. And, um, you know, it's just unfortunate we, we, we weren't be able to, we were able to start conference play when we did. But Again, uh, we've done a really good job of, of staying connected and working through and making sure everybody's in a good space, not just physically, but most importantly, mentally. Um, quarantines and isolations are, are really, really hard. And you've got 18 to 22-year-olds, and all they want to do is get out there and play basketball and get back and, and be together and uh, do the best that we can. But uh, that's the main thing that we focused on, to make sure that everybody's in a good space. Um, the closer we get, the more excited they go more excited I get. I mean, we're practicing with a small group right now, but it's the best part of my day, Tom. Like the best part of my day is to see the smiles on these young women's faces, um, to be with our staff and, and do what we love. And that, that is, I can't wait to see the whole group when they get back here. Um, they'll, most of them will, will be here. Um, we'll, we obviously we're doing all of our testing and doing all the protocols, et cetera. Um, but we can resume a full practice with everybody, which will be Thursday. So we'll practice full with everybody Thursday and Friday, you know, in front of that Davidson game. And Davidson has three games before that. Um, the long layoff for us, instead of looking backwards, we look forward. Um, you live for today. You put your feet where you are today. And, in, you know, juice yourself up, stay inspired, um, stay confident, and get back out there and do what we love. I bet uh, having those two wins also helps, you know, it helps that uh, mental frame of mind. I mean, especially the way that you want it. Even that first game against Memphis, I mean, you were down early in the game, came back, then you're down seven over the final, what, minute of the game and forced overtime in that game and won it? I mean, that's a that's yeah. a nice way to yeah. start your season, even though that was a month ago. I mean, that's, that's a nice memory to have to, to get yourself back. Well, if you're going into quarantine, it's better to come off a win than a loss, certainly, <laughs> but... Uh... We did. We trailed that whole game, and, and Kaiser tied the game to put us into overtime, and we were in very big foul trouble. Uh, Memphis had great size inside, and it's a, it, was a, it was a great game to prepare us for the A-10. And, you know, the, the teams in our league, they've got some really good size. So that was really good to get through that and had to have, really had to test our bench early. And now these kids are they're, they're thriving, and uh, just the, the joy. I cannot wait to see their faces just to practice, let alone a game. So – we're going to put the past in the past and, and look forward and, you know, understand you're right. We've got two wins in the book, but we'd like to finish off this season and, you know, do it the best that we can. And, and um, you know, like I said, just stay connected and, and uh, um, get back and get out there and play and 
represent this program like we can. I guess a final thing, Coach, is that this has been a very hard year, but doesn't it make you appreciate, uh, let alone life and health and, and family and friends, but professionally what we do, you know, there are a lot of people that are out of work right now, and it makes you feel very fortunate to be working and, and doing what you love, but it even takes it to another level, doesn't it? It's just uh, just an appreciation that we that we get to do these things. It, it, you know, Tom, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. The that you can wake up every day and stand up straight and go in there with your my energy. You know, I need a little coffee and a little run in me first, and then I get all juiced up and I come in. And these players, they fill my cup up. They just do. And if I've appreciated my profession, I've done this for a long time. You know that. And that is that is a great way to frame it. That. The appreciation for coaching, um, for inspiring young people, for working through adversity. Let's talk about that. And just trying to stay the course and keep hope alive and know and believe and, and start from a place of gratitude every day. And along with that is love. And I love the game. I love these players. I love my staff. I love St. Louis University. And we're going to demonstrate that next Saturday. Can't wait. It'll be Saturday at noon on KMOX SLU against Davidson as the women get back on the court. And let's keep our fingers crossed for the men that they can get out of their protocol and get things back going as well. This is a tough time for people in this business, but SLU is starting to get them back on the court. And Lisa Stone, their head coach, has been with us on sports on a Sunday morning. Thank you so much for the time and good luck to you. Thanks a lot, Tom. Appreciate it. See you next week. See you then. We'll take a break and come back with more after the news on KMOX. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 